0: This is Don't Panic, episode number 12, recorded September 3rd, 2013, on the Balmer-era ending, CEO betting odds, and phone tossing contests. Hello, good afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you're watching. Uh, It is Tuesday in the evening here live, and that can mean only one thing, delicious candy corn. (laughs) <laughs> wait a second we're, we're Sean, it's o- not
1: even October yet
0: we're two months early, don't panic that's don't not the name of, of the yourself. new Android release <laughs> no. although Candy Corn, a personal favorite of mine but I couldn't resist, yes that's right this is Don't Panic, the ultimate uh, podcast on gadgets the internet, and of course the most important thing you, that's right uh, I'm Sean Jennings, and of course joined as always by my fantastic co-host Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller, how are we doing guys?
1: Uh, Pretty good, pretty good. Fantastic.
0: There you go. I like the enthusiasm. Yeah. Outstanding. (laughs) Well, we have got an awesome show in place today, but I'll go through all the usual disclaimers at the top of the show. Uh, We are live Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, Uh, always at our website, don'tpanic.io. Click the Listen Live link. We have a chat room going there. We really love when people get involved. Uh, and if you don't catch us live, you can always get the recorded video and audio versions after the fact, usually one to two days afterwards, uh, at our website, don'tpanic.io, and of course to get all the updates on when we're live, when new shows are posted, uh, or just if we have anything interesting we want to share, or you want to share back at us, uh, facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow. You're definitely going to want to like us there. Um, with that being said, uh, let's move on to our, sto- our big story this week. Uh, this broke at the end of last week, and it sort of carried into this week. And you know, some are saying it's a big story. Some are saying it could be the biggest tech story of 2013. We'll have to see. But in something that has been a decade-long uh, business relationship, uh, Steve Ballmer, the C- current CEO of Microsoft, has announced that in the next 12 months, he will be retiring after about 10 years on the job as CEO. He took over for Bill Gates about, I want to say, 2000, 2001. Uh, right in there, right before the release of Windows XP. Uh, And he has been the CEO since, only the second ever CEO of Microsoft. Uh, Before we start talking about the actual news itself, I thought, guys, and maybe you'll agree with me, that maybe we could have a little fun. Fun. So I'm going to flip over to the other monitor. There's no... no I'm not sure
1: about fun. That doesn't sound like something people
0: like. I figured I got YouTube all set up here, and I figured we could do... Some of Steve Ballmer's craziest moments. What do you think? I, I like see. this kind of fun. All right, let's. Let. Advanced operating environment is worth five hundred, a thousand, even more. No, it's just ninety-nine dollars. Ah! 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 developers 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 well, we at the end of this yes! that is the crazy man himself Steve Ballmer uh, I like to play that and of course this one other uh, this is a personal favorite of mine From way back uh, during the antitrust trial. Um, It made more sense back then, but it's still pretty.
2: By the way, I believe in uh, winners and losers, and uh, especially the freedom to fail.
0: Who, who? Him? Who? Him? Who? Him? Him? Who? Me? I don't know. You're not there. Need... Da, 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 da. No way! is love. don't hurt me. Those were the fun days back in Microsoft when they used to make uh, all kinds of ridiculous and silly uh, internal videos. Uh, Bill and Steve used to have a lot of fun with those, so I thought it would be cool for us to uh, relive some of those. They did. They I didn't did do that. Oh, they made. There's a ton. Go on YouTube. I actually have a couple more up here. I'm not going to play. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll. Maybe we'll, I'll post them on our Facebook page. There you go. There's a teaser. Like Ooh, us on Facebook. Nice, nice. Because uh, not just starring the two of them, but Microsoft has a ton of hilarious. Internal videos that have gotten leaked to YouTube over the years, and I highly recommend because they're awesome. Okay. So um,
1: yes, um, I have a serious question before we we start. Can can uh, does one of you know like anything about Steve Ballmer besides like all I know is that he was the CEO of Microsoft for the last like a while.
0: Well, I I can tell you what I know, and that would be that Steve Ballmer was uh, Bill Gates' college roommate at Harvard, uh, and that's where they first met, and he was employee number two or number three at Microsoft when it was first started. And his role at the company was, Bill said, I don't want to do any of the business stuff. I just want to sit here and program in the dark on my computer, and Steve Ballmer gladly took that role, sort of like a – and the, you know, this comparison will come up, but a, a Steve Cook, a Tim Cook to a Steve Jobs, a kind of similar, the, the visionary creative guy with the business operations guy. Balmer was that business guy, uh, and that's how their relationship was forged, and uh, they worked, he was president of the company while Bill was CEO uh, over those number of years, and then when Bill announced his retirement, uh, Balmer naturally as the number two took over.
2: Well, hmm. turns out he was the 30th employee. Oh, snap of the company. Uh, the first business manager hired by Gates initially offered a salary of 50000 a year. Uh, when Microsoft was incorporated in 1981, Ballmer owned 8% of the company. Uh, in the 20 years following his hire, Ballmer headed several Microsoft divisions including operations, operating system development, sales and support. From 1992 onwards, he was executive vice president of sales and support. Ballmer also led Microsoft's development of the .NET framework. Thank you, Steve. Ballmer was then promoted to president of Microsoft. The title he held from July 1998 to February 2001, when he then became the CEO. Cool. Thank you, Dan. From the the great book of Wikipedia.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The book. Um, Cool. Okay, I feel better now. Thanks. All right.
0: Yeah, Balmer has been a, a very big face in the company for a very long time. Uh, you have to remember this is a company who's only had two CEOs since it was founded. Um, but with that, this news broke late last week. Uh, it was very sudden. You know, uh, Balmer had previously teased that obviously he was going to eventually retire, but you know people were quoted as 2017, 2018, uh, and this was seen as sort of a quick surprise. Uh, especially considering the turnaround that back in July, Microsoft announced their reorganization plans within the company uh, to completely realign the company along all new lines, devices, and services, and where each division fell uh, between those under all new management. Uh, And this was sort of a surprise for some people that he would decide to leave now. uh, I have up here a... Uh, an article uh, by Mary Jo Foley at the All About Microsoft blog. Uh, she actually interviewed uh, Steve Ballmer right after the announcement, uh, literally right after they announced it. And I just want to read a few bits and pieces from the interview. Uh, you know, she asked him what, the, what it was like for him to have you know, announced his retirement. And he said, uh, you know, this is my life. I love Microsoft. I love everything about Microsoft. I own a lot of Microsoft stock. I'm going to continue to own a lot of Microsoft stock, but given that my personal plans wouldn't have had me here forever, this seemed like an appropriate time for me to move forward with retirement. Um, another interesting part of this interview asked, uh, when did you d- decide when you were going to retire? Was this a sudden decision? And he said, I would say for me, yeah, I've thought about it for a long time, but the timing became more clear to me over the last few months. Um, And frankly, uh, we worked hard on our strategy process or organizational process, and frankly, I had no time to think about it. I would say my thinking has really intensified over the last couple, two, two two-and-a-half months, something like that, and followed up with when did you officially decide? Officially a day or two ago. We had a board call. That was it two days ago. So this was certainly a sudden departure um, on the part of Steve Ballmer. Uh, When asked if Bill Gates asked him to stay or go, um, he just said, Bill respects my decision. Uh, You know, ultimately, these kinds of things have to be one's personal decision and saying he doesn't know what his next step is going to be. So, uh, you know, I want to pose this out to you guys. Steve Ballmer oversaw uh, quite a transitional period at Microsoft. You can certainly say some of that was Bill Gates' leftover. Obviously, these technologies are a few years in the future. Uh, But he saw right from the start of XP up until today with a lot of successes and failures. I mean, how would you guys... Uh, you know, starting with Dan, how would you you categorize Steve Ballmer as a CEO?
2: I think it's really hard. I think he's got a lot of negative tech publicity. It's hard to say. I feel like my perception is colored by a lot of, like, oh, they don't innovate, and this, though, is so bad, and things like that, you know? I don't know. I think think he'd certainly... There have been much worse CEOs, like all those CEOs that Yahoo had before Marissa Meyer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for instance. Uh, all those Apple CEOs between Steve Jobs were all pretty bad. <laughs> At Your least team. Ballmer didn't cause the company to go bankrupt, you know? So, you know, I call that a win. I think he did, he did a good job. He did a good job, and all those crazy things he did—they're definitely crazy. But imagine being at that developers conference with Steve Ballmer sweating like a pig, running around on stage, shouting "developers, developers, developers" over and over again. That would have been awesome. I would have been clapping along. That guy knows how to get a crowd going and knows how to star in a lot of YouTube videos.
0: You can't say he doesn't have—he's got passion. You can't say he doesn't have passion.
2: Yep. He definitely does love the company. He can't say his lying about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Microsoft is like necessarily in the, in a bad place right now. I think, well, <laughs> right, they,
0: they, they're not. Like, <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, you know. It, it, maybe you could you could question the success of their most recent endeavor or how it's gonna turn out, but like they still have a gigantic market share, and you know they still they they're still functioning, I think, so I don't know, yeah, couldn't have been that bad, like he didn't ruin everything or something.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and you have to remember, and what's kind of interesting about Microsoft is they are an enormous multifaceted corporation, not like many others. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to remember, they do everything from Xbox to Azure, to from Windows Phone to ERP. I mean, the, the, the breadth of what they do is really massive. Um, so, it, you know, I agree that it's really hard to say was he a success or not, and it depends on how you want to look at it. I mean, you can look at it as a guy who, uh, you know, doubled profits and tripled revenues, you mm. know, or you could see it as the guy who kept the stock price flatlined for a decade, you know. I mean, it's all going to be how you look at it, but, you know, I certainly – I would not want to be the CEO of Microsoft with how complicated that company is. I mean, and we'll talk about this in a minute when we talk about who's next, but, um, you know, you have to remember he – I, would, I will be of the opinion that Ballmer really didn't get to actually get his hands on technology until Vista, so I don't want to give him too much credit for XP because Gates did a lot of that. Um, yeah. And despite the failures of Vista, you know, we, we tend to remember the failures more than we remember the successes. And a company is not one or two big successes, I don't think. I think it's a lot of small successes. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, sure, you know, you want to name Vista and Zune and, you know, I mean, we can go on and on. But then you also have to remember Xbox is a billion-dollar business. I, I think it's – I read Microsoft has 16 separate billion-dollar-plus businesses, 16 of them, <laughs> yeah. separate businesses. I mean it's crazy <laughs> when you think about the mass of this company. Um, yeah,
1: I think so, you have a good point. I think, like like – it's, it's certainly different than comparing it to, like, Apple, which is kind of like a, I don't know, they're, they kind, they're kind of like, or at least right now they're, like, you know, crazy rock stars, or maybe coming down off it, but, like, they had a, a lot of very high-profile success very quickly, whereas Microsoft has had, like, the same sort of, like, steady success for many years. Um... Which is, I mean, obviously that those are pretty, pretty impressive numbers. Yeah, this I is
2: guess. why this is why the stock market's such crap. Yeah. isn't like slow and steady success what defines a business you want to
0: invest in? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on here?
1: Yes. Yes, ever. <laughs> No, I'm
0: know. totally, I'm totally with you. And you know, people have been calling for a long time for the breakup of Microsoft into separate companies. Mm. Um, and however you want to do that, but you know, gives Balmer credit where credits due. He really held the company together, and uh, and made a lot of bold moves, right or wrong. Uh, you know, other in this continuing in this article, he was asked what his biggest regret was, and he said, you know, I've actually had a chance to make a lot of mistakes, and you know, because people want to focus in on you know, period A, period B, but I would probably the thing I regret most is the loopity loo quote. That we did, that was sort of Longhorn to Vista, Longhorn being the uh, preview version of Vista before it became Vista, that was sort of uh, eviscerated a bit, and all the good stuff cut out, and then we got Vista. Uh, he says, that I would probably say that's probably the thing I regret most. Um, there are side effects of that when you tie up a big team to do something that doesn't prove out to be valuable. Yeah. So. That's fair. You know, he he understands what what has been successful and what hasn't. Um, and you know how these things are; history will judge them. But you know, I I, th- I think it's fair to say, you know, as I think Dan said, he didn't drive him into the ground. Uh, they're, you know, and at, at minimum, credit. I think he's an average CEO. But you know, mic- Microsoft requires a certain breed of person. Uh, that can't just work at any company. I don't think.
2: Did yeah you? yeah so speaking of that what other kind of person so like you you describe Microsoft and then it seems like Steve Palmer's like the only one of the personality large enough to like herd those
0: cats, one would think well, and hey, you know that is very true. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's why believe it or not, you can actually go to sports booking places in the UK and actually place physical cash bets on who the next CEO of Microsoft is going to (laughs) be. Because, as you know, you can bet on anything these days. So uh, I have an article here that says, you know, who's on the short list for CEO? Uh, Some of these names you may recognize, others you may not.
2: Oh, oh, wait. Yes. I was reading that article, and I saw something that made me laugh. It's talking about how long the search has been, or you guys are looking for a successor, successor, and... Oh, who's Thompson? Oh, the chairman of the boarder. Yeah, President
0: he was also on the interview call.
2: Oh, okay, so this Thompson guy says, we've worked with an outside firm, Hedrick and Struggles,
0: to help us define that. I noticed that, too. What a great name <laughs> for a firm. Struggles. Hedrick and Struggles. Nothing inspires confidence. Nope. All right, anyways, the short list. Yes, the real question is internal or external. Should Microsoft hire somebody who's already in the company? Or should they throw caution to the wind and hire someone external? The advantage to getting someone from outside the company is they have a new perspective. And Microsoft is known as a uh, very uh, crazy corporate environment. Uh, And they're afraid it's not fostering innovation, as you guys have said yourself, uh, that Microsoft may not be known as the most innovative of companies. So as far as internal candidates, there's the current COO, Kevin Turner. Um... There's uh, VP of Marketing, Tammy Reller. You guys might know Tony Bates, the former uh, head of Skype, uh, who was uh, picked up when they acquired Skype. A lot of people are saying he's got a really strong shot. Right now, he's an executive vice president. There is also uh, Sada Nadella, who is is an executive vice president uh, for Cloud and Enterprise. Um, And then when you talk outside the company... Uh, Steven Elop, who we're going to talk about in a minute, coming over from Nokia. There's, uh, uh, the problem with outside candidates is there aren't a lot, quite honestly, uh, because it is such a complicated job. Hell, there's a rumor Bill Gates might come back. Don't get yeah. your hopes up, kids. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Ever.
1: That would be interesting. Uh,
0: yes, it would be very interesting. But it's uh, Bill's got. He's Bill's got to save the world. He's got better things to do.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. We're not business people here, so we really can't say for sure. But uh, regardless of how it looks, um, it's going to be interesting, and it's it's hard to deny the impact Steve Ballmer has had on the computing industry over the last decade, uh, yeah. pushing pushing the company to this. Windows A. I, I guess here's a here's a question for both of you guys, and I'll put you on the spot. I have a question uh,
2: first. Okay. Are, we leaving, are we leaving the next CEO uh, topic? No, no. Oh, no. okay. But no, no. Go. No, ask your thing first. Should okay. My question is: Do we think that the next CEO of Microsoft should have a technical background, which Bill Gates did, Steve Ballmer did not?
0: Oh, so you're saying programmer versus business guy?
2: A one-time programmer like Marissa Meyer started off as a, the first female engineer at Google. Probably doesn't do much coding anymore. Hmm. Uh, Probably hasn't for a couple of years.
0: My answer to that would be Microsoft in its current state needs a, needs a business. You need to know business before you know programming. Just because of the sheer complexness. Now, if you came to me and said we're going to split it off into three, five, seven different companies then I might think differently and say, okay, one division's going to need this and another's going to need that, but I think in its current state, you you just have to be a straight... I think that's one of the reasons Bill wanted to leave when he did was because the business was just getting too complex for him. I don't know, Colby, mm-hmm. what do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't... I, I mean... Because Microsoft's
2: it, products, you know, they are all... all of them involve writing code for it to work except yeah. like the hardware accessory division maybe <laughs> those wonderful mice and ergonomic keyboards
0: those surface <laughs> touch covers are flying off the shelves <laughs>
1: um yeah i don't know i think like i i guess it's i i feel like you kind of they kind of need someone who's like whether or not they they were a programmer or what like, I think they need to be in some way visionary, you know, like like a Bill Gates or a Steve Jobs? right, I um, think
2: that's what the, the techno background gets you. It doesn't really matter that it's programming. It just matters that you really fundamentally understand the, understand the mechanics of what's possible, yeah and what your teams are capable of doing, right, which is I, I you know I've never been a CEO but it seems like something that would help me make these, like, moonshot projects or whatever the Google people call them. It's like balloons in the self-driving cars and, you know, know, crazy things. But Visionary certainly describes them. And you wouldn't necessarily do that, make that a priority as a leader if you didn't know it was possible. Like, who would ever have said five years ago, oh, let's make a self-driving car, we can do that.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna respond two ways to that. The first being, I don't, I don't think Microsoft wants or needs to be a visionary company. They just need to be a good company, you know. I, I just That's not the stock market. I mean, that's not,
1: that's not. <laughs> I don't think that's true though. Like they, they, like they're they at the end of the day, they're a consumer product company, right? And sure, they have a lot of momentum and market share, but I, I don't know, like. They could lose it. It would probably take a very long time, but it could happen. Crazier things have happened.
0: There there are people on the board of Microsoft right now who want them to sell off every single consumer division and do only business like IBM.
1: Interesting.
0: That is absolutely true.
2: Is that conjecture or do you actually know that?
0: No, there was a – ah, shit, and I can't remember the name. There was just a company that, that acquired enough stock to get a seat on the board, and one of the things that they've said publicly is that they think Microsoft's current push into devices is the wrong way to go, and they think business is the strong suit. They haven't gone as far as to say they should sell it off, but that's sort of inferred out of their comments. Mm-hmm. Um, will that happen? Probably not, but you know, I think it's interesting to think about it and that, you know, this is a company that needs to decide what it wants to be. If it's making consumer products, then I think, you know, Visionary is great. If they're making cloud service APIs for businesses, you know, how Visionary do you really need to be? And you guys would know that much better than I would, and maybe I'm just assuming poorly. Um, yeah. I
1: don't um, know. So, and that's, that's actually kind of interesting. I was listening earlier today, I was listening to, like, Marco Armin's, podcast there the accidental tech podcast or something and they were talking about this and they were talking about like like s- splitting splitting the maybe like splitting the company along those lines like business and consumer um and they're kind of suggesting that like you know whether or not it's like technically feasible because all this stuff kind of runs on the same tech at, at the base level but we're kind of suggesting, like, maybe you would have avoided, like, the Windows 8 cop-out that we we so often mention on here, like, the almost committing to, to <laughs> a touch interface and then still having your desktop stuff that doesn't work, which is obviously catering to the business users, of which there are many, um, but it's not, you know it kind of leads to a, a disjointed UI experience. So
2: it's hard so to see I mean, if you're it. saying that uh, if they had split, then there would just be two windows operating systems.
1: Yeah. That that was their brainstorm. Seems um, reasonable. It to does me, say, yeah. I think it does seem reasonable. Um, but again, like technically speaking, it might be less reasonable Right,. What? Yeah, I can see how that would suck, because
2: yeah. they would be really similar.
0: Right, right. To me, it's just weird seeing a company that sells both Xbox and Hadoop. like I, you know, they're just so broad. Um, my other thought, and this Dan, this goes back to your question, business or technical background in a CEO, one name that's been thrown about, and I would say there is an almost zero percent chance this will happen, though it would be cool. I don't know if you guys know Alan Malally. He is the current CEO of Ford. He's the one who's turned around the company after the recession. and the, They never took any bailout money. They were the, one of the only American car companies that didn't. But he turned the company around. His background is in building cockpits at Boeing. He is an engineer, but he is also a businessman who's turned around Ford. I think that's the kind of guy that would do excellent at a company like Microsoft. Yeah,
2: that's a good example
0: it won't happen. I'd love it to, but that's, <laughs> it's a little far-fetched. You never know. You never know. But uh, he has done some interviews with Balmer, but I, I'm not getting my hopes up. But I think someone like that who, who is good at understanding businesses, and that goes to the Stephen Elop, and we're going to transition to Nokia in a minute. But Stephen Elop, a uh, former Microsoft employee, was a guy who went to Nokia, a company that was selling Symbian phones and didn't know what it wanted to be. Um, and some would say he drove it into the ground, uh, and others would say that he's turned it into a big success. It depends on what numbers you look at. Um, but he certainly was able to go in, have a, an objective view of the company, um, and look at it from an outsider's perspective, something maybe Microsoft really needs.
2: You know who I would vote for if it was put to a vote?
0: <laughs> Does anyone remember <laughs> Ray to... Ozzie? His name has been thrown around, believe it or not. Dude, he's the man. Who is so this? He... He used
2: to be the CTO of Microsoft, and actually, somewhat unfortunately, he was one of the uh, original authors of Lotus Notes. But other than that, he has really great ideas, and he's a big open source guy. Uh, he wrote the, a seven-page internal memo in 2005 saying that if we don't get Internet internet services like Google is, we're going to be done which was pretty insightful for 2005. Imagine a Microsoft without any services, any cloud services today. They'd be in much they would actually be in trouble instead of not being in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I don't remember what happened. Sean, do you remember what happened
0: that caused him to leave? If I remember correctly, and I'm thinking of the right person... I know this is a person, but I don't want to get him confused. If I remember correctly, believe it or not, he was the lead on... Remember Courier, the leaked video of the project of the of the dual-screen touch interface that Microsoft was developing? No. Does No, and no one remembers Courier. I kind of remember that. All right, well, I'm going to go mm. Courier... And, see, we have the technology! Um, this is the original uh, Courier video of, uh, of what it was supposedly supposed to look like. Now, this is from... It says 2009, I think it's older than that, but this was pre-iPad. And you look at this, and you sort of see some really smart, really clever ideas, and I believe Ray Ozzy was the lead on this project, and when Microsoft completely gutted it, uh, he finally said enough was enough, and that—that's—it's believed one of the reasons why he left. This and uh, another project of his never got off the ground floor. That could have been really cool. Although
2: one of his one of his other projects was Azure, which is very successful, very and successful. Underlies all of the stuff that all the other. I imagine all the other services use Azure internally. It's maybe. one of those
0: billion dollar businesses, absolutely.
2: Yeah. So. He's a pretty smart guy. Uh, he, apparently he did correct Steve Ballmer on stage at the All Things D conference, which was interesting. Uh, but, you know, you got to admire that in a guy. You know what? Don't, <laughs> don't you're him. looking out for
0: him. You didn't want him to say something incorrect. Well, of course not. <laughs> uh, and I did want to say I just pulled up the uh, the betting stats, the current betting stats from today. If you were to place a bet, what your odds would be. Mm-hmm. Stephen uh-huh. Elop is running 4 to 6. Cheryl Sandberg is 7 to 1. <laughs> Julie, mind you, take no care to any of this. I'm just saying Julie Larson Green who used to head Windows 8 to 1, Steve Sanofsky, the former head of Windows that got kicked out, 12 to 1, Kevin Turner, COO, 16 to 1, Terry Meyerson, Tony Bates, Reed Hastings, former member of the board and head of Netflix, 20 to 1, uh, Bill Gates, 25. Scott wait, Forstall, former wait, isn't Apple. Wait, Reed employee. Hastings the LinkedIn guy? No, Reed Hastings is the Netflix guy.
2: Oh, okay. Who's the LinkedIn guy? Scott Forestall.
0: From Apple. Morrison Meyer. Sir Johnny Ive are 40 to 1. <laughs> Jack Dorsey is 40 to 1. And if you're really crazy, 100 to 1 odds, Tim Cook. <laughs> you can throw your money away on that bet. In case you wanted to know. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. They say a year. Uh, but the rumor is it'll, it's going to take uh, probably before the first of the year we'll know, because hmm. they really want to get moving with the reorg. So,
1: cool. And we'll have
0: to wait and see. Yeah, my vote's for Ray, Aussie. Cool. My, my vote. I, the, oh, the other question I was going to ask you guys, and, and we can talk about this briefly, was uh, if you were, and I know it doesn't work this way, but if you were the CEO of Microsoft, what would you sit down and do on your very first day in office? What's the first thing? Because I know you don't just sit down as CEO and say something and it happens, but let's say mm-hmm. on your very first day you sit down at your desk, what is the very first thing you would do um, at Microsoft? I don't know if you have any thoughts. I think...
2: The very first thing I would do is I would, I would follow in, like, the, the Google footsteps and just try to get rid of things that aren't worth it right now. You know, pare down, pare down the, the projects, more wood behind fewer arrows idea. And, you know, maybe focus on, like, Xbox, Windows, and, like, you know, business cloud services. I don't know. That And that's practically everything, you know, so, you know, that's not saying much. But I feel like there's a lot of things, maybe, and I don't know if this is true, but it feels like there's a lot of things that they're doing that they've been doing for a while that aren't necessarily the most uh, worthwhile, like, I don't know. And I haven't used Windows in <laughs> too long. Uh... Do they still have money. like Encarta Encyclopedia? <laughs> I think they sold that off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Dan!
0: They have an sarc- Encarta. Like, oh my the God!
2: Microsoft money.
0: No. <laughs> when w- did, did you last use a Microsoft product in 1999? <laughs> You're still using Millennium Edition? <laughs> oh my God. Wait. So anyway, anyways, it's, it's I do what card. I would do, and
2: I probably wouldn't last very long. As you can tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Colby, do you have any uh, thoughts on uh
1: on what I would do first?
0: Yeah. Exercise your stock options. <laughs>
1: um I don't know. I think I would I would I would Well, I don't know, if I get the power to make sweeping decisions like this, but I think I would get rid of their like they're developed the. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like. MSDN. No, no, no. The the people like software engineers who work there are like like they fire the worst. Oh, 10% uh, oh, stack rank. Yeah. Stack yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That is
2: a that's a good that point. Sounds terrible. It is. It sucks pretty hard.
0: Yeah. That's a very good pick, Colby. Thanks. I, I would-
1: changed my vote to Colby.
0: <laughs> Colby for CEO. What are the odds <laughs> of that? Put your money down now.
1: Probably better than Tim Cook, right?
0: That
2: is- <laughs> I can see the headline now. Colby Ravder named CEO. It's just a guy in like jeans with a jacket and t shirt that says feels good man underneath and <laughs> standing on stage. <laughs> Colby, developers, developers,
0: developers.
2: developers. (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, I'll wrap up Balmer Talk by simply saying if I were in charge of Microsoft, I would bring back the Zune because I loved my Zune and it died too soon.
1: (laughs) That rhymed. Did you think of that before, Sean?
0: No, I swear to God I didn't, but I loved my Zune. (laughs) My Zune HD was awesome. I would pick that over an iPod any day and then they shut it down.
1: Didn't Zune have the thing where you could like like stream music from people other Zooms near yeah, you?
0: Yeah, one of the first with Wi-Fi in it.
1: That would have been cool if there were other Zunes.
0: They well, the screen was one of the first like high-def type screens on a device like that. It had it was the first to use that modern interface we know today. I mean, Zune was ahead of its time. I was on the fat for once. I was ahead of the trend until it wasn't the trend. <laughs> What happened? My Zoom forsaken me. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's pivot to our next set of stories. Uh, and I don't know how long we're going to talk about this, uh, but uh, Microsoft blew everyone out of the water at the end of last week by announcing Ballmer's retirement. So they decided on the Monday of the holiday, ah, f- screw it. Bam. We're buying Nokia. That's right. <laughs> Nokia. There's Steve Ballmer right there. Good looking, man. (laughs) Microsoft buying Nokia's phone business in a $7.2 billion deal. Uh, Now, I want to read off exactly what they bought because they did not buy the entirety of Nokia. That is not true. What they actually did was they bought um, 3.79 billion euros for Nokia's, quote, business. And I'll explain this. (laughs) And uh, No, I'm not saying it like that. They didn't what? buy all the business. business. All right, <laughs> that was funny though. And uh, one point six five billion euros for patents. A lot of that was patents. Uh, but I want to. It says in here. I know what they exactly bought. So Nokia sold all of their smartphone and feature phone business, including the Lumia and Asha brands, to. Uh, Microsoft. The Asha brand. That is their, uh, that was what they're calling their uh, feature phone they've been doing. Oh, okay. Um, So, Microsoft now owns uh, both of those brands. What Microsoft did not buy is network infrastructure, it's here maps and location-based services, and uh, their advanced technologies. Nor did they buy the name. Which means all future phones from Microsoft Cannot They will no longer be Nokia phones once this deal closes. They will be Microsoft phones, because they did not buy the Nokia name. Interesting. Also as part of the agreement, Nokia's CEO and president, Stephen Elop, possible future CEO, is leaving Nokia and is joining uh, Microsoft, uh, leading their device's team reporting directly to Steve Ballmer. Think about that. <laughs> uh, that's... Uh, why aren't you working mouse I have so many wireless things in here I think I'm breaking all of it um, this means that from this point forward uh, Nokia will essentially not be producing phones anymore um, they, they've moved on to strictly uh, mapping technologies uh, ne- uh, infrastructure technologies and licensing That's so really um, the the real question here is you know why uh, why is Microsoft buying these guys and did they make the right decision? I will jump in by saying uh, that, uh, no, the reason they bought them is because no one else on Earth is making Windows phones except for one HTC phone, one Samsung phone, and that weird Chinese company Huawei, who may or may not be spying on us. Uh, (laughs) Outside of them, uh, Nokia is making the vast majority of Windows phones, and the problem is nobody else wants to make them. So what Microsoft had to do was protect their own best interests, and there had been rumors that uh, Nokia wasn't happy with uh, the current 3% market share they have in the US um, and wanted to uh, either switch possibly to Android, build their own OS, get bought by another company, uh, and Microsoft did what they had to to protect the only thing that is currently keeping Windows Phone alive. Now, I also... I have not actually used any Lumia phones. That's my disclaimer. But I've heard wonderful things in that they are great phones and people who own them really like them um, and that they're nice... Devices, so I'm not surprised. I mean, there have been rumors of Microsoft acquiring Nokia going back months and months and months. Uh, it's weird that they kind of closed the deal now, um, so close to Balmer's announcement and this change in the board seat. Uh, so, you know, connect the dots as it may. Um, but it's certainly, I don't think, a surprise. Um, possibly the only question here would be now. Um, why would any other brand make a Windows phone now that Microsoft essentially owns, you know, 90% of uh, Windows phone manufacturing? Yeah. Uh, you know, in the same way, the question is if Surface will cannibalize PC sales, uh, though I think this is different. I don't know. What, what do you guys think?
2: Uh, isn't, like, the Nokia brand really big in Europe?
0: Nokia, the uh, the Nokia brand is is big internationally, and actually Windows Phone is big internationally. There are some countries, there are a, a, a small number of countries where they're the number one smartphone, and a decent number of countries where they're the number two phone. Um, Nokia is huge internationally, but the problem is they're not as big as they used to be. Uh, mm. Apple and Android devices are gaining a lot of ground, very quickly. Uh, what is it? No, I read today Nokia used to own. Fifteen percent of the cell phone market, and now they're down to about three percent. Yeah,
1: yeah. They to be everywhere. I remember. So I remember I went to Ireland in tenth grade of high school, um, and literally every person there had a Nokia feature phone. I don't think yeah. I met anyone with something else. Um, I I mean I had like. I think I had a razor at that point, which was sweet.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I don't think it's a
2: surprise. Like you said, I think they've pretty much already owned Nokia cell phone division. You know.
1: Yeah, or at least the smartphone side of things.
2: Right. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Uh, well, does, does this mean the return of the kin?
0: That's a good question. Another device I would argue any day of the week is was ahead of its time and could have been a success. Yeah, definitely. Um, Uh, Oh, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, I'm showing a greatest a greatest and worst hits of uh, Nokia's phone history because they really won't be making phones anymore. Uh, Yeah, they got a little crazy in the later years.
2: Does anyone? Does anyone? uh, Does anyone remember the Nokia N nine hundred? The Whoa.
0: which one was that?
2: That it was like a it was like an Android tablet before Android was a thing. So it was like a custom Linux distribution. We may be looking at it. This is the N97. Uh, I don't think so. Go, no. Google the N900. Nokia N900. I don't
0: work for you, Dan. Yeah, you do. Ah, crap! You're right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, that looks very Androidy. Yeah, oh. and when was when was that released? That was uh '09. Yeah, Remember no, was... late '09. There you go, the N900. And they had other ones too. There were there were
2: predecessors to this that did the same thing. And this was like, yeah, I think there was an N800. This was really ahead of its time, and really awesome. And I really wanted one, because you could like put Ubuntu on it. <laughs> crazy. Can't do it's that. Totally, what you want on your phone? It wasn't a phone though. It was just a computer. It was so cool. You could get a command line on it. It was awesome. At least I have to imagine it was awesome. Bet I could get one pretty cheap on eBay. Uh, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> Nokia used to make really cool phones. They still make really cool phones. That yeah. what
0: that crazy camera, right? Oh, the 1020. Yeah. That is supposedly – if that phone were on Verizon and I was shopping today, I would really seriously consider what, it. What
1: network is that on?
0: Uh, it's AT&T exclusive for now. No no announcement. Uh, AT&T is the big Windows phone uh, carrier along with T-Mobile. Oh. Verizon – I don't think – Verizon just started carrying one or two Lumias and then used to carry the HTC 8X. Right. Um, but v- almost none. AT&T uh, probably has a dozen.
1: Is that because of the different, like, network?
0: That's part That's of it because of the weird. international. Another thing is um, they've just gotten exclusive rights to, you know, how these exclusive things work. And then I guess Nokia, yeah. by the time the exclusives wore off, they had a new phone, and that was exclusive to AT&T. Um, they just never made their way to the other carriers.
1: Yeah. Well. Now, maybe. why
0: didn't Nokia do uh, Android um, because uh, I don't know the specific answer. That's a great question. My guess would be is because they brought in a former Microsoft guy as CEO, <laughs> and uh, who convinced them to go with the uh, Windows Phone. Yeah. You know, and, and mm-hmm. to be to be honest, at the time, I don't think that was a bad decision. Uh, you know, everyone was gold rushing Android. Um, it doesn't hurt to be different. I mean, we see companies now like. Firefox OS and uh, Tizen, which is what Samsung's doing their own OS, HTC's right. doing their own OS. Uh, everyone's trying to get away from Android, which is you know something Nokia did early.
1: Interesting. I hadn't heard of these other these other uh, Sam, the Samsung HTC.
0: What the the Samsung HTC? Uh, no, there is. Uh, it's called Tizen. Um, here, let me... Tizen, uh, and it is... But I forget which company it's owned by. Um, and it's... I believe they say it's open-source, Linux-y. Uh, let's cheat and go to... I'm not donating, Wikipedia. Stop that. Uh, it's Samsung. It's Samsung. And it's it's an operating system, Linux-based, for smartphones, tablets, in-vehicle infotainment devices, and smart TVs. Um... And it's backed by Samsung, and the rumor is, as time goes on, they want to push it more and more onto their uh, mobile devices, and the rumor is that they may eventually leave uh, Android. That's,
1: uh, that's pretty, pretty freaking weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, considering how many people complain about fragmentation of Android, uh, you know... I
1: don't, I don't know, like, I have a Samsung Android phone right now, and I, I can tell you that none of the software Samsung wrote for it improves my experience. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, that's why, you know, Google Edition phones and Nexus phones are so popular. Yeah. You know, and that, that is one advantage to Windows Phone is uh, there's very little of uh, that customization factor. Uh, you can preload some apps, but outside of that, you can't really mess with it too much. Mm.
2: Like that Halo game. Like I was A- in the Halo. Verizon store the other day, and that was like, it was like, Windows Phone was like this big, and it was like Halo it was like <laughs> this big. <laughs> Okay.
0: Yeah, well that's the rumor is and that's another important thing, well actually two things. One, I downloaded the trial version of the Halo game for my touch laptop. I'll report back next week how it is. I haven't tried it yet. Okay. Um and if it's good, I'm going to buy it cuz actually I'm I'm enjoying gaming a little bit more with the touch screen, but uh, that's That's a non sequitur. Um, one interesting yeah, we should
1: start talking about this. Everyone will stop listening.
0: <laughs> technology? What? Uh, no, Nokia is supposedly this coming month or the following month releasing a phablet phone and an ARM-based tablet um, running Windows RT.
1: Interesting. A phablet
0: phone. A phablet. What a, have fa- we come a fake to? tablet. A phablet. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't know. Any uh, any final thoughts on uh, on Nokia? Nokia. I, like,
1: I wanted. I really want to try having a Windows Phone, but like I can't. I'm too scared that it'll be. Ter- I'll hate it, and I won't be. I'll be committed to it. You <laughs> know.
0: That's what I hate. You know, someone should really invent. Because I know the carriers are coming out with this and upgrade sooner, but you end up paying a fortune. I just want a service where I like can rent like Netflix for phones. So yeah. I like I have a phone, and then when I get bored with it, I can just send it in, and they'll send me a different one. Yep. Let's let's have one of you guys invent that before next week, okay?
1: <laughs> okay, we'll then, go hard this weekend.
0: <laughs> just a, just a little code marathon, and just throw that together. So it would be like uh,
2: I don't even know. There's a thing like that for other things.
0: <laughs> is there? Oh, good. I Or a phone swap program. Be like, oh, you have a Galaxy and I have an iPhone. Let's Airbnb s- for phones. There we go. Man, mm-hmm. I am sold. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, no, Windows Phone is cool. I, I, I rep for Windows Phone. I'm over iOS, but we'll talk about that, uh, that more next week and certainly the following week with the uh, big uh, Apple announcement. That's true. But with that, uh, we are going to move right along, uh, unless you guys have any other thoughts on Steve Ballmer or Nokia or Microsoft, because I know you guys are big Microsoft passionate fanboys. Raging.
1: (laughs) Raging fanboys.
0: Good adjective, Dan. (laughs) Thank you. All right, well, um, we are going to uh, bypass our story of the week, but that's okay because I promise we'll get to them next week because uh, there are some excellent ones in here. And I will tease next week's show, um, unless something changes, and who knows, it may. Um, Android uh, Palooza Bonanza. We are doing an Android blowout. A
2: palooza.
0: That's right. Android Crazy. The day before the Apple announcement, we are no mentions of Apple. We are doing Android 100%. We're talking <laughs> KitKat 4.4. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a show, and you're not going to want to miss it. But let's move on to our picks of the week. One of these days, I'm I'm seriously, I'm going to get some like graphic bumpers for between segments. It's going to be gonna like, be picks awesome. of the week. <laughs> uh, that's, that's on my to-do list okay, once I can get internet working.
1: I'm really um, excited.
0: So uh, who wants to jump in and go first? I'll go first. All right, blow I us away.
1: To go first, um, cool. So my 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 pick of the week is a classic. Mm. The classic, great Mac software. Um, it's called Alfred. Basically, it's it's kind of a replacement for for Spotlight. Which, if you don't have a Mac, um, Spotlight is like the the. You, the system-wide search application launcher finding stuff thing um, that is built into Mac OS X. So that's, that's basically what Alfred is. So you just have a quick keyboard shortcut. Personally, I use command space. Um, it's super easy to get to, and it pops up a little search dialog, um, and you can search for application names, so you can launch an application right from there. Or you can make a Google search; and it'll bring you right to Google. Or you type in Amazon, and you know, it'll bring you right to Amazon search with your query. Um, and also,
2: previous pick dash integrates with it, so you can look up language and framework documentation if you're a programmer right from yep, the yep. Uh, Alfred search bar thing.
1: You can do that. Um, there's all <laughs> kinds of the, like they do. They have a pro version. Which which lets you like write bash scripts that that you can execute from Alfred and stuff. Um, it's really just just really intense and it's it's useful at the most basic level and very extensible if you're a power user. Um, so I recommend checking that out. It is available on the Mac App Store for the normal version and the pro version is available from their website for download, um, which is, what is it?
0: 17 pounds, not in weight, but in price. <laughs> it's,
1: it, their, their website is Alfred, A-L-F-R-E-D, app, APP.com dot com.
0: Super cool. Indeed. I love uh, I love workflow apps, kind of stuff that just makes the little tasks that much quicker and easier. So, uh, and it's free, right? That's like the best price. It is. Although you should buy the pro upgrade because I'm sure they're nice people.
1: Indeed, I'm sure they like to eat and stuff too.
0: That's so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overrated. Her. Uh, all right, Dan, you have a fun and dangerous app for people of all ages. <laughs> with 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 a huge disclaimer. Uh, written all over it, so you know it's got to be fun. What, what is this?
2: Uh, so I don't have an Android phone, so I haven't done this. This would be, like, my number one reason to get an Android phone, but it's this app called Send Me to Heaven, and it's basically uh, gamifying throwing your phone in the air to see how high you can throw it. So you open up this app, and you throw your phone in the air, and you try to get it as high as you can. Oh, maybe there is an iPhone version. I should check this out. Uh, and then it ranks you against, like, everyone in the world, locally, between your friends who can throw their phone the highest, things like that. Uh, the records are pretty intense. There's, like, some 40-meter chucks in there. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, uh, so I don't know. I just, it's such a cool social hack. Like, hey, I'm going to... get you to get as close to ruining your phone as I can. Hopefully without you actually ruining it, but possibly you will. Uh this is how people spend four thousand dollars on that Homer Simpson game. It's the <laughs> same it's the same principles. A,
1: a while ago a couple years ago one of our one of our roommates was telling me about this this Windows game that it, it was called like File Blaster or something. And it would just pop up like random files, and you would shoot them, but they would be real files on your hard drive, and it, they would get deleted when you shooted them. You shot them, <laughs> and and like eventually you could you could possibly you know erase a system file, and you would just play till your till your computer crashed.
0: <laughs> That's kind of awesome.
2: I feel like I do that at work every day, but there's just no fancy <laughs> graphics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's probably true.
0: And, uh, Dan, I will follow up and say that uh, apparently Apple pulled the game from the iTunes store because it encourages Ah. behavior that could result in damage to the user's device. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. So I looked for it. I was actually going to download it, and I was really disappointed to see uh, it was rejected. But Android has no standards, so have fun, kids. Cool. No that worries. is awesome. So yeah, look it up on the Play Store. Uh, SMTH, send me to heaven. Uh, we take no responsibility for any damage caused by our respective picks. Very cool. All right. Uh, and with that, I'm going to move on to my pick. Uh, and as I always say, um, I like to solve a problem with my picks. Okay. How many times has this happened to you? You're driving along in your automobile, and you say, gosh, I'm lost. I need a GPS. I have this phone. It's smart, but I have to hold it, and, like, I'm driving, and, you know, and then you explode. You've all seen the commercials. Um, Some of you may have gotten, like, those cheap suction cup, like, latches for your phone you got on Amazon for $5, and those are great, until, they, you, you know, your phone falls in somewhere down under the pedal and you end up crashing it. Um, and that's not fun. I had gone through, I kid you not, three different car mounts. Cars. from oh. <laughs> <laughs> You may not be wrong, but I've gone through uh, three separate car mounts for this phone. In total, I probably spent about $40 on different mounts and they kept, they wouldn't stick they broke in a two or three weeks of use, and I drive a lot, so I needed something really strong. And I said, I need the Rolls Royce of car mounts. Okay, I needed some serious equipment, and I found it. This is a review, an actual review. I've owned this for almost a year now, uh, and that would be uh, ProClip USA at ProClipUSA.com. What's really cool about how they do it is. It's actually in two parts. You choose a specific mount for your phone, and then you choose a specific mount for your car. I mean, and they go really specific. So let's say uh, I just wanted to do it for my uh, Apple uh, 4S without a case. So again, you pick it for your specific phone, and they always have options. Do you want it to tilt, to swivel, to... You know, have a built-in charger. You pay, uh, I'll select this. And then what you want to do is then you choose your specific car. So, for example, they have all the different makes and all the different models for all the different years. So I could say I own a Hyundai, which I do, Elantra from 2008. And they have one. That's what my dashboard looks like. That is specifically built to my car. Wow. So you know it's got to be good, right? And they have yeah, options. Right? You can get it high-mounted, low-mounted. It varies by car. The one downside, it's not cheap to get this set. The two pieces together cost anywhere from $60 to $80. Ooh. The car piece is about 30 and the phone piece is about 30 And if you get a new car or get a new phone, you have to replace them. But how often do you get a new car and you get a new phone every two years? Uh, I actually have on here because I knew this was going to be my pick, uh, the mount in my car. So let me uh, full screen this. Um, and this is, you saw in the picture, this is my dashboard. And what it actually does is you actually kind of like wedge it between the plastic panels of your car, and it uses the pressure of that to actually keep it in. And then this is the actual phone mount part where you stick your phone. Um, look, it's like actual size. Uh <laughs> And so you, and this had this tivel uh, swivels, it tilts. Uh, you can do side to side, up and down.
1: Tivels and swilts.
0: It tivels and it swilts, Colby. <laughs> it does both. Um, and I'll just quickly show you uh, what it looks like from the side here as well. Uh, and you can see it just clips into the uh, car. I have to say, this is, I like to rank like the best things I've ever purchased. And that would be Easy Pass, Keurig. Pro clip. This is, this is absolutely unequivocally... And I, to be fair, I didn't buy it. I got it as a gift, which is a great, by the way, birthday or Christmas gift to ask for somebody if they can figure out how the website works and orders you the right stuff. But uh, I really, really... If you need a clip that is just no mess, and you know 100% it will never, ever fail on you. Ever. I swear. Ever. Pro, ever. That's my guarantee. Not guaranteed. <laughs> ProClipUSA.com. If you're if you're willing to spend the money and you're a serious driver who needs a serious solution, I absolutely ProClip is 100% the way to go. Do not you by the time you realize you need a ProClip, you will have already spent the amount you would have spent on ProClip on about eight different crappy mounts you broke. So that's my uh, that's my practical hardware pick this week. Uh, ProClipUSA.com. Ooh. Very cool. All right, gosh, I can't believe it, but that's it. That that's we're done. It's it. it's over. Can you believe it? It's <laughs> like we just began. Man. That that hour just really flew by. Tried. Yeah, that was great. Well, you know, I think we had an outstanding conversation, uh, and I uh, and I think we had a lot of really great discussions. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Balmer and Microsoft and Nokia. Uh, and as I said, next week, you're definitely not going to want to miss our, our Android roundup. And the following week, we're going to have nonstop wall wall-to-wall coverage of the Apple event that still has not been officially announced. No, uh, it wasn't
2: officially announced today.
0: No, they, they, no, are you talking about uh, Engadget? I don't
2: know what I'm talking about.
0: Engadget posted that it was official, and then they redacted it and said it was an error. I thought they uh, got,
2: like, a invite that said all the colors brighten your day something uh, about
0: Well see now I have to double check Dan thanks ah I'm sorry damn you I you know what it's I should blame myself cuz I haven't been on the uh, the internet well cuz my internet really hasn't been Apple working, event
2: but... on September 10th is official says the Verge
0: ah damn you Dan you got me again uh, got Oh wait him. it's on the wait is it on the 10th It's on the 10th Oh, my God, that's Tuesday. We'll have coverage that night.
2: Oh, they're usually so on a
0: Wednesday. I'm surprised they're on Tuesday. That's they're awesome. They're always on Tuesday. What do I know? Nothing. There you go. Boom. Apple, invita- consider this your invitation to next week's Don't Panic. We're going to have snap decisions. We're going to have only hours to think about whether or not this will change our lives drastically. Uh, and you're not going to want to miss it. So uh, that's in two weeks. Uh, no, that's next week. That's next week. We'll do that next week. Awesome. I'm Jazz. Never mind, Ant. screw Android. <laughs> Google what? No, Apple, wall-to-wall. It's going to be exciting. Come and see what they announce. There you go. Um, but thanks, everyone, for watching this week. I absolutely have to remind everybody that uh, we do this show live Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, whatever your local time zone time is. Uh, you can do the math. Uh, at our website, uh, don'tpanic.io, you can click Listen Live uh and did we have anybody in the chat room? I didn't even think to look the entire show. No. no. We had us in the all chat room. Alone. That's all we need though, let's be honest. Uh, and I'm fine with that. So you can always get episodes after the fact. Don't panic.io, audio and video are available. Uh and of course you've got to keep up to date with what we're doing and know when we randomly change the show plan for no reason. Uh and that would be at Facebook.com slash don't panic show. Uh, I want to thank Colby and Dan for being here as always. Joe, uh, fantastic show. Great job, Great team, and I. Anyway. I oh, Dan, you're a man after my heart. Uh, I uh, and of course I want to thank all my listeners and viewers. And I will end the show as we always do by reminding you: don't panic, because we'll be back next week, chock full of all the delicious apples you can handle. But until then, good night.